You're listening to Something Real, connecting the reality of God to the realities of life. Happy New Year, everyone. This is our first official podcast of 2020, uh, and we're still kind of in a little transitional phase as we get into the new year. We'll be back to our regular uh, uploading and posting schedule next week uh, as we get into a new sermon series as well. But for now, uh, again, we just finished our Advent season. And so this week we're talking about our response to the gospel in the Advent. So we're looking forward to a great year and thank you guys for listening. How about that, George? Where are we? Where are we? It's... That's the question that we have to ask as we podcast today. That's the where, question where I ask myself we? every time we podcast. <laughs> where are we? It's New Year's Eve. Is it? That's my attempt at a little, at a little, those paper noisemakers. It, it's probably clearer with the gesture that you know as you're yeah. miming it out. I, yeah, it probably wasn't good for podcasting. So I will say in advance, <laughs> ha- in advance, in advance, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Um, it's it, New Year's Eve has never really been a big deal for me. I I fall asleep quite early. Yeah, that's. I used to watch Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve, and now I can't even do that. Probably because it's Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest then, is the new Dick Clark. Is he though? In, in eighty years, he'll still look the same. Is he though? Uh, I make. I usually make like we'll have like wings on New Year's Eve, and that's pretty much the highlight of it. There's for me. really nothing bad about having food. True that. If you have an excuse to get together, have some food, you know. And then January is great for food because then you have the Super Bowl usually. And then yes. more wings. Which should be a, a Can you tell holiday. that I want wings right now? Apparently. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Super Bowl Monday should be a national holiday. Agreed. And then I, I just watch it for the commercials, but the commercials and wings. They're not as good as they used to be. That's People true. are bringing out their commercials on YouTube and out, you know, they're doing and Then they'll do it like a week in advance so and it ruins the surprise. Other commercials. And, so and then the Super Bowl commercials are usually just something bizarre. Right. You know, sometimes you'll get some really good ones. But and usually J-Lo it's is the halftime show this year and I have no desire to see that. Isn't that like the fourth time she's done this? Maybe not. It just seems They all like kind it. of blend together. Yeah. But anyway, let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I I love football and I love the Super Bowl. And you? And, and when I watch the Super Bowl, I don't usually get to watch as much of the game because it's a party, it's social, we talk. I think that's probably the norm. My team's hardly ever in it. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, we eat a lot of food. and So, so it's a good time. Yeah, it's not, it's it's really not about The game football. is on. Yeah, and I, and I love it and it's great. And sometimes, I mean, there have been some fantastic games. But there have been a lot of disappointing games, and there are a lot of disappointing, you know, commercials. And so you, you get all this hype. And are it's you like, going to tie this yeah. into what we're talking about somehow? And sometimes that's how our lives are. Oh, we have goodness. we have this uh, expectation. I hope these tie-ins be, don't go anywhere in 2020. <laughs> that sometimes the things that we anticipate can disappoint us, and, and we get frustrated with it and we and talked a little bit about that last time we did yeah as and, far as and the... so you know we've been working through the advent season and, and looking at the gospel and what does it mean when we talk about jesus coming and so now we're going into this new year and as we're coming out of the christmas season we've had you know four weeks if i'm counting right of Four is hard. I have to use most of my fingers. And, <laughs> and, so isn't the Advent season always four weeks? <laughs> so I think it's four weeks. And, you know, 
<laughs> but I get tired and then I lose track and I get Understandable. sugar coma and lose track. Understandable. But anyhow, as we're going through this, you know, we've talked about the the problem of our sin and and the promise of hope that we have in in this Redeemer that God had promised to send for us and the provision that He makes for us in in our redemption in Christ that that He was the substitutionary atonement and then. You know, we finished up by looking at the perfection that is our future if we're in Christ. And so, and really, even if we're not in Christ, perfection is still the future. We're either a part of that uh, future in Christ, or we are condemned and, and, um, and destroyed in this. And so, <clears throat> now the question for us as we go into this new year is, so now what? You know, what, what, do, we, what do we do from here? Yeah, yeah, we got that. Now Christmas is over. We you know throw away the wrapping paper and wash the dishes and and now what? And so I think it's important for us always to to kind of take these moments and I think New Year's is is a good time for that. It's sort of a natural time. Anytime we have these milestones, we tend to be a little more reflective. And I think it makes sense for us to mark the calendar, to to mark the the days and and say, okay, so this is a reminder that we're all getting older, right? This is a reminder that we are closer... You don't need to remind me That of we are closer to the grave than we were last year. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow, that's such a downer. You know, I, <laughs> Happy New it's, Year. It's an inspiring podcast. <laughs> but I think that's, you know, that's a, a pretty significant thing. You know, the um, as we're looking at, at just the idea when the Scripture says, teach us to number our days. You know, it's... The, the concept is to recognize that we are we are in this life we're, we're small you know we're gonna we're like grass that, that fades away we're gonna we're gonna disappear and so we need to focus on the things that last what's gonna matter we need to, to take stock of things so the entire book of Ecclesiastes is focused on that the, that Solomon this great king super wealthy uh, you know is good looking he's wise everybody respects him you know he's brought the, the most prosperity you know they they you know it was it was a big beautiful economy and it was it was huge and they you know they were winning they did so much winning they got tired of winning that that was solomon in israel and they get to this he gets to this place where he realizes this is all empty were they winning bigly? They were winning bigly. They were, they were winning so bigly. It was it was big and beautiful, and, and everybody everybody just says so. So anyway, as they're going through this, they get to this place. Solomon personally gets to this place where he realizes, what am I even doing here? This is I, I've done it all, and it's all empty. It's all meaningless, vanity. I need to recognize that there's something deeper and greater, and and. As he's doing, he's kind of marking time. And, and Ecclesiastes 3, we all recognize it from the bird song, that there's a time for everything. You know, There's a season that we go through. And all of these different aspects of life are there. And, and he just kind of you know, spitballs out here all these different things. I say that he's inspired by the Holy Spirit. But in, you know, as he's just kind of riffing on this, we see that there's good, there's bad, there's success or failure and it all kind of goes together and in the end you die so if, so if you're hoping for some kind of success in this life to bring meaning you're going to be disappointed mm-hmm. 
And, and he used his own experience. I've done it all. Wine, women, and song, construction. I've you know, been everywhere, I've been, man. I've been everywhere. Now I'll have Johnny Cash in my head all <laughs> Lots of song day. references today. <clears throat> and as he, as he contemplates this, he comes to the conclusion at the end that just, just walk with God. Do your thing. Enjoy the life that you have. Stop expecting more. Stop looking for fulfillment here. Just do what's in front of you and walk with God. This is this is the whole duty that we've got here. This is what is left for us. And if we are looking for something beyond that, that you know, trying to find contentment elsewhere, we will be disappointed. Our hope in anything other than the Lord is bound to disappoint us. There's a really great song since we're apparently bringing up songs. Um, you need a moment to go no, nasal blast yourself. <laughs> um, there's a really great song by the band. Although I do feel like I should be inhaling Drano, but that's, you know. I'd prefer you not to because I'd like you here next year. Um, there's a really great song by a band called The Vespers, and it's kind of an indie band, but um, it's called It's Not Enough, and it goes through all these scenarios where, like. Did we f- end up doing that in church? No. You sent it to me. I did. <laughs> I did. I um, did. Anyway, <laughs> but it might be a good fit for this week. Um it talks about, you know, true love and happily ever after and blah, blah, blah. And then saying that it's it's not enough. What happens after that? Because, again, it's, the, okay, the, all this good stuff happens. Then what? Right. Um, and it's it ends up being not enough because you're missing something. And uh, I have a buzz. And um, so, so, yeah, uh, to think that, again, we talked about this last week a little bit. It, it, I think it's our expectations of these things that, we think things should be a certain way and then maybe they're not, or we yeah. get to a certain point and we think, okay, now what do I do? Right. Um, so the normal pattern that, that a lot of times we'll follow in this Christmas New Year's season is we'll, we'll be Jesus, 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 right? Jesus is the reason for the season. We're going to get bumper stickers and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and even if it's, even if it's on the surface, we're going to talk about Jesus through the Advent season. Mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. He's really not the most important part of the season to us most of the time. Right. But we're going to say he is, and we're going to be conscious about it. Hopefully we're going to church and doing stuff that it's all Christian-y and all that, you know, hope changey stuff. Um, but it, throwback. <laughs> but it's really more of a religionism as we're, yeah. as we're dealing with it. So as we get to the New Year's, the focus goes from Christ. And, and, and let's take the cynicism away. Let's say we're best case scenario. We're actually engaged in the season of Advent. We're, you know, we're caught up in the beauty of the gospel in the Advent. And we see this powerfully. And then we get to New Year. And then New Year, New Me. And it's all about me. It's all yeah. about, you know, I need to take care of being a better me. I need to make myself a better self. And we become this therapeutic self-help kind of thing. And yeah, all of true. the gospel aspects get left behind. That's very true. And so if we're really going to have meaningful change and meaningful hope in our lives, we actually need to be, from this point on, with the advent in our rearview mirror, looking forward, how are we going to respond to the gospel? Not just respond to the gospel and get saved, and then that's it. That's like, you know, I, I fall in love, I get married, and boom, no more. I'm not going to put any more into my relationship. Right. Hi, see you later. <laughs> you know, we're married, I'll see you in 20 years. You know, that that's not how any of this works. Right. But if we respond to the gospel daily, even those of us who have been Christians for decades, you know, now, in light of the fact that I have 
a sin problem. And now Christ has dealt with my sin problem, but I still live in a sinful world. I still wrestle with, with fleshly thoughts. I still wrestle with being in my practice, in my experience, somebody other than who I am in the reality of what God has declared me to be. And, and this discrepancy that I face, you know, I can't get away from that. So I need to be able to respond to the gospel on the daily. I'm working through this. How do I get from, you know, from the womb to the tomb in in a godly way where I'm actually growing in Christ? That's a West Side Story reference. Well, you know, <laughs> I like to throw out as many pop culture references <laughs> as we can. But now as we're going into this new year, is it the most important thing for me to lower my cholesterol? Is it the most important thing for me to lose weight or to write that novel I've been waiting to write, to, to get a better job, to uh, whatever, you know, to come up with all these different things, right. these New Year's resolutions? That statistically and, most people give up within like six weeks. Right. <laughs> and, and we generally do. And, and so... The, the questions we have to ask is, how do we come up with something that, that we want to do that we don't bail on? Right. And more importantly, is that thing worth doing? Right. Are, are the New Year's resolutions that we look at, we talk about, are they actually worth making resolutions? Uh, and, and whenever I, I think of even the term resolution, I think of John, Jonathan Edwards and the re- resolutions that, that he had written out for himself. And the... The idea of resolution is something that we just are unfamiliar with. In yeah, we day. throw out that word every year. We do. And really, the only time that we use resolution right. other than New Year's is talking about the picture on your television. You right. know? So we want, to, we want to be able to you know, understand what it means. But there is a, a, a resoluteness that has to be innately part of any kind of a real resolution. It's a resolving right. to do something. I was going to say, when you say something like, I resolve to do this, that to me sounds more serious than I've got this as my New Year's resolution. Because yeah. we throw it out there as a goal, but, right. but it's not really a it's resolution. It's not the definition of the word. A resolution is something where I, I will do this or die. Right. I will die in the effort right. one way or another. I will not fail. Saying I resolve somehow sounds more powerful to me. Maybe, yeah, it's, maybe it's, it's the V. <clears throat> and so if we have the, the picture in our minds of a, a, a military mission, yeah. or, or perhaps more easily relatable to a lot of us is, you know, I, I'm, I'm a mom or a dad uh, at the top of the Grand Canyon, and my child has slipped over the edge and is dangling off this this little precipice down below me. And I got to do something or my child is going to die. They're going to fall. Then the idea of giving up on that, that's resolution. The idea of giving up on that is absolutely right. not, it's not present in my mind. Right. It is either I'm going to save my child or I'm going to go down with them because right. there's no other option. Right. <clears throat> Somebody uh, in a... I remember years ago in a management training conference that I was at that um, presented the illustration. I'm sure you've heard it. It's been used a lot. That if, you know, if I string a, you know, it's it's obviously in the 90s. If I string a cable or or put an I-beam, more specifically, if I put an I-beam between the two twin towers, which are no longer standing. But if I... So you know it's the 90s. Right. So if I put an I-beam between here, I tell you to walk across it, you're going to say, what? No, of course not. Why would I do that? That's crazy. 
If I, would you do it if I give you $20? Well, obviously not. Would you do it if I give you a million dollars? And people might hesitate. Oh, man, a million dollars. Then you look. There is death below me. Right. No, not even for a million dollars. What if I'm holding your child? And if you come across, you can, your child will be safe. And if you don't, I'm going to drop your child. The change is the motivation. Right. That's the difference in our, in our mentality about resolutions. When we say, oh, you know, my resolution is to lose weight this year. Ha, 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 chuckle, chuckle. That's not a resolution. It's not. Resolution involves planning. It involves work. It involves effort. But more importantly, I think it involves making sure that what we are resolving is actually a worthy resolution, a worthy goal. Mm -hmm. What is it that we're trying to accomplish here? And for some of us, I'm not diminishing weight right. loss or any of these right. other things. There are very valid things. I probably should do that myself. But the, the question that I have to ask I is, need to eat some Twinkies is this the most important thing that I can be looking at? And I think for most of us, as soon as we get to that place, we're no longer thinking in eternal ways. Right. So whatever I do in this world, if I resolve... Even if I actually follow through on it, I resolve to basically create my best life now. I basically am in trying to, to come up with a way to live a better life in this world. Well, like you said earlier, it's me, 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 me. You're focusing on yourself. Right. And even in things that we often feel are are altruistic, you know, yeah. I'm going to focus on being a better dad. I'm going right. to focus on being a better husband, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> those are lofty, good goals that, you know, not, not taking anything away from that. But it's how am I going to do it by myself, die. blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it seems like a very... Yeah. Very often it is. Not always, but very right. often it is. It, it becomes, how can I do this? How can I, even if we're talking about spiritual things, how can I build my faith? Yeah. How can I be stronger? And, and it, it's not that those things don't have a certain sense of validity. Uh, we were talking in our Wednesday night Bible study in the book of Mark. We're working through Mark 4 and the kingdom parables that are there. And, and uh, uh, our friend Wayne uh, was down there, and he just kept coming back to whatever we we're talking about. It's like, it's the Spirit. It's the Spirit. It's the Spirit. All of these things are God doing the stuff. And we have a role. Yep, we, we scatter seed in some cases. We need to till our soil. And in other cases, we need to put the lamp on a stand. But, but it's the Spirit. It's the Spirit of God doing the work. And so very often when we're in a resolution-type mode, we're thinking about, how can I pull myself up by my bootstraps? How can right. I do the work? How can I do this? And you mentioned as we were, I think, I think it was the last podcast, we were talking about uh, prosperity gospel stuff and the the um, the pressure that puts on us. Mm -hmm. If if God's not delivering, what am I doing wrong? It's we put about it on me. ourselves. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if I'm praying and God's not answering the prayer the way I think, What's wrong with me? There's, right. there's something wrong with my faith. Am I, if, if, if my child dies and God doesn't raise my child from the dead, is that because there's something wrong with me? Is it my sin that my child died? Is it my sin that we God's We've talked about that before. You know. So that, that same concept mm -hmm. carries over into this, that it, it becomes very much about us, right. about us doing, us doing, us doing. The flip side of that is is when we become passive and say, well, there's nothing for us to do. And, you know, the hyper-Calvinist might fall into that. Well, because God chooses we'll who's going right, to save, right, right. I don't need to share the gospel. Because 
Uh, my salvation is based in Christ alone and not on my works. I don't need to, I don't need to worry about holiness. I can do whatever I want. It's all good. That's a strong distortion of what the Word of God says. It's a, and it's not in any way for anybody who's wondering what Calvin would have ever taught. He was very strict and disciplined. But the ideas of of us pursuing these goals that are are man made goals that are these are our temporary in this life goals. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to get better at this. I'm going to learn to play the guitar. I'm going to, you know, whatever. All of that stuff when when it comes our turn to be at the front of the funeral home instead of back in the in the seats. Happy New Year. <laughs> what's going to matter? Right. Is that really going to And and we often talk in terms of uh you know people will say you know, I've never heard of anybody on their deathbed wishing that they had more time at work. They want to have more time with right. family. Well, that's great. But when you die, you're not really wishing for more time with your family. Up until you die, as you're working to, on your deathbed, perhaps you might do that. But when you face your maker, that's not really the question that he's going to ask you. Did right. you spend more time with your kids? What did you do with Jesus? What did you do with my son? And when, when we get to that time, when it's all been said and done, then the question becomes then the question becomes how do we um, uh, uh, how do we reckon our time as we're as we're looking at this mm-hmm. is the stuff that i'm actually doing with my time worth do- i can do it really really well but if it's not the right thing i i can focus all day long on my successes and if those successes are empty if, if it's if it's not what's going to last, then what's the point, right? So uh, Michael English did a song years ago called In Christ Alone. You don't hear it very often anymore today. And he said, I could, I could stop and count successes like diamonds in my hand. But none of this matters. Mm-hmm. All of it is, it's only Christ. So as we go into the new year, where we want to be, be focusing is, how do I respond to what Christ has done for me? Is that central to my everyday existence? Is that where I'm finding my hope? Is that where I'm finding my anticipation for a better future? Or is it just a side gig? Is that is is Christ a side gig for me? Where it's, you know, I go to church when I don't have work. I go to church right. when I don't have time. I, you know, or when I when I have time to do that. Um, you know, and so I've got my church family, we we call it a lot of the time. But that's not really my family. That's not really my priority. And the New Testament picture that we see in response to what Christ has done for us is for us to recognize that what binds us as Christ followers is thicker than blood. It's bigger than the my earthly family. I love my earthly family. We have a very close family. And a good portion of them go to real life community church with us. But what binds us isn't our last name. What binds us is our Redeemer. What binds us is the the cross of our Savior and the fact that we are living for Him. And if we're not, then you better believe as family members we're calling one another on it. Therefore, the church is is in the same way, the, the church at large, not just real life, but the church at large is our family. So I get annoyed sometimes when people get all worked up about celebrity Christians. Yay, celebrity yeah, Christians. Yeah, yeah. Um, more often than not, what we see is celebrity Christians who are uh, 
having some distorted view of what Christ is. Let's not put too much weight on that. But I do get excited when I see a celebrity that I've been following or whatever, and I find out, hey, you know what? They actually know Jesus. You know, I, I shared a Nick Foles uh, mm. interview a while back. You know, I get excited about that. Why? Because, you know, somebody famous knows Jesus? No, but because that's a brother. That's somebody that I actually, you know, I don't know them. And, and while it's kind of cool to think of famous people, it, ultimately, what difference does it make? Because once you know them, they're not famous anymore. Mm-hmm. They're just people. So that whole thing just doesn't even matter. But we're going to spend eternity together. When, when we leave this planet, we're going to be with Christ. So we have something that binds us as brothers and sisters in Christ that's so much, so much bigger. I was talking to you about uh, Lisa Turkhurst earlier. I, I've never met Lisa Turkhurst, and I probably never will in this life. Don't have any anticipation of it. But as I see her going through the things as she shares her life uh, in her writings and her articles, I feel that with her mm-hmm. because... We are bound together in Christ. So someday in heaven, we're going to be together worshiping around the throne. These are things that matter so much more than the temporary stuff. All of the, all of the things in this life are temporary. So the idea of don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff is probably better stated, don't sweat the temporary stuff. And it's all temporary, it's all temporary. stuff. So focus on... What actually lasts? What, what is always going to last? God's word and people. These are the things that are going to last into eternity. So invest your time, not in, in yourself, that, that puts you in, in opposition to God's will, but invest your time in getting more and more into God's word and serving people better. Because as we, as we see the great command, what is it? Love God with everything. Love others as yourself. If I focus on God's word because I love him with all that I have and I, I want to know him, I want to glean everything I can from this, and I, I see him better, I know more and more of what he is like and how God thinks. I, how can you know the thoughts of God? He wrote them down for you. Right. So if I want to think God's thoughts after him, then I need to read his word. Then I can become more and more like Christ in that process. And as I love God, actively by seeking him in his word and I become more and more like Christ that's reflected by loving the people around me more sacrificially less focus on me more focus on others I become more like Christ before you know it I've left this planet and I'm in his presence and I'm actually experiencing what Paul talked about for me to live is Christ to die that's gain that I'm climbing the ladder at that point when I get I'm not I'm not rushing to get off the planet right but I do get homesick sometimes. This is not where I belong. That's where I'm going. That's where I want to be. I don't quite understand everything, but I know that my Savior is there. Mm-hmm. And so I hold on to everything else loosely. That's how it goes. Including your uh, resolutions. I Absolutely. guess I would, I would uh, challenge people, including myself this year, as we go into 2022, and we touched on it earlier, to take a, a look at that word <clears throat> and like we said earlier, think about wh- whether you've already decided you're making some New Year's resolutions this year or you haven't given it any thought at all. Look at that word and decide what changes, 
or what next step you take right. is 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 the is the important one. So the, the focus in a resolution has got to be right. how I think. Right. If I don't change how I think, then the behaviors won't consistently stay there. Right? right. So if I go on a diet to lose weight, that'll work temporarily. But I have to change the way I think about what those things are. Right. And that involves also changing my habits. Right. My habits are simply my default actions and default thoughts. So if I'm going to to you know, as I was saying, if I'm going to focus on the the things that matter, God's word and people, then I need to dedicate myself to consciously, actively choosing to set up habits that are going to serve me that not take take uh, take away from my resolution. So if my let's keep it as broad and simple as I as I can, my my resolution is I resolve to spend more time studying God's word and getting to know Him. Well, if I'm going to do that, then I need to start making habits. I can't just yeah, don't say, just make that a blanket yeah, statement. Yeah, make and, the statement, right. and then I'm going to do it right. because then I'll do it for a little while right. because it's in my in the forefront of my consciousness for a little while. So I'll I'll read the Bible, I'll mm-hmm. follow my mm-hmm. Bible app or whatever it is that I or do, my study or whatever. Um, but until I make it a habit, so it becomes my default, where when I forget everything forget what i'm doing i accidentally go and do that because it's it's a habit until i get to that place where i've driven ruts in the road i'm not actually making real change i'm making temporary change so as far as if we're going to do that my suggestion would always be set a time this make an appointment because when people go to work in the morning that's your appointed time you go to work you don't forget to go to work. Right. You know, if anything, on your day off, you wake up, oh, wait, oh, I don't have to go to work today. Great, right. I'm going right. to go back to sleep. Um, you know, the when you set an appointment for that and you plan the rest of your day around that. For some people, our friend Aaron, you know, would do that at 530 in the morning. Right. That was her time of being away. Right. Uh, so to, to be or able to say, bed or this whatever. is my time. Right. I know I'm going to protect it. Okay, that's good. For me, and I just shared this with somebody this week. When I was in retail, my best time was during my lunch mm-hmm. because it forced me to do two things, to protect my lunch period, which I would very often not do. And also, I was able to do this, and everybody in the, all of my employees knew that's what I was doing. Yeah. So I'd go to lunch, I'd read a psalm, I'd work through that psalm, you know, and, and that was my daily routine. <clears throat> Situations change in life, so you have sure. to change your habit. But, but set that as an appointment. Make it a priority because you do, you always do what you prioritize. Right. The big rocks first. So you get that taken care of where this is my, what's the most important thing I can do, period. And if this is the most important thing I can do, prioritize that ahead of everything else and do it over and over again until it becomes a habit. It really is that simple. I mean, we, we complicate things that are very simple. But it's the the complexity isn't really the issue. It's hard. It's, I was going to say it's the, it's work, not the easy. work of it. It's simple. Right. So do the hard things, but don't try to turn it into some big formula. Just set it, do it, and keep on doing it. Stick with it. What Eugene Peterson would call a long obedience in the same direction, and that's when you develop habits, and those habits become the the foundation for your discipleship. I think we'll end it there, but I think that's a good way to end. Uh, not the only the episode, but the year. Um, it's been a good year for the podcast, I think. We've we've, I, we've grown. I was shocked when you said that we were at, at 80 weeks. Well, that technically means, well, yeah, 80 weeks. So that's uh, 160 episodes. 
Not including the servants. Not including the servants, right. yeah. So that's so we've been doing this for a minute. It's been a minute, yeah. Yep. But thank you all for sticking with us. And now our we have audience mugs. our audience grew this year and now we have mugs. So we'll give so, some away. Yes. If you will. want to buy one at ten dollars, we can do that. I was gonna is, ask you how much you were selling before, but apparently it's as $10. I was at Meyer uh, yesterday looking at other novelty mugs and things that's like that. That's what they're going for? No, they're going for more than that. So, so you, these, you get a bargain. The deal yeah. of ten dollars for that's a right. quality podcast yeah, mug. Yeah, I was looking at some, you know, Wonder Woman mug that was 20 bucks and all these different for a things. coffee mug yeah yeah there's a lot of that i'm cheap uh but yeah if if you want to this is my last opportunity for the year to tell you to leave us a voicemail uh first person if it already if it hasn't already happened the first person who leaves us a voicemail you're the automatic owner of a fancy new mug that's worth ten dollars uh and other than that we are going to uh, a black mug black mug no no blue in it at all um no, it is black mug. <laughs> um, we are also going to, uh, if we just have a plethora of voicemails come in, we'll also draw uh, one or two from that to uh, to give out some mugs here. Play some podcast Trivial Pursuit to give some away. Ooh, don't tempt me with trivia. I do love some <laughs> trivia. But thank you guys for listening this year. Um, I, I really enjoy doing this. You do a drawing based on Stacy's pop culture references throughout now the year. Now that is something... Pop, we'll do Stacy's pop culture trivia. Or how many times did Rich cough into the microphone this year? Yeah. It's like that candy in a jar it's thing a trick where you have question to guess. Because the answer is innumerable. Uh, the limit does not exist. Uh, so, yeah, if, thank you guys for listening this year. And we, we keep doing this as long as we have some breath in our lungs. Yeah, we've enjoyed sharing, sharing God's word together. It's been good. So. Wow, Rich, don't get too harsh. <laughs> I'm shedding tears now. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Happy New Year.